Hello and welcome to episode number 160 of the Heart of Markness Led Zeppelin podcast. I hope you had a good week or you're having a good week and I hope you will have a good week after this. This podcast exists outside of space time. <clears throat> so although it's 5:15 in the afternoon here on April 21st, 2022 in Portland, Oregon, it's not where you are and when you are. So, this is coming to you from another time and another place. Place, place. No, I'm in Portland. Good, but you're not in my room. So, fuck off. All right. <clears throat> Today. It's a shorter one than usual. So, there's that, but it's just because that's all there is to the recording. This is Rochester, New York, 9 11, 1971. This is a new source. I don't know if it's not a new recording, but it's a new source of a pre-existing recording. Um, recorder 2, second gen off the master. Audience recording. Sounds really good. Sounds really good. He listed it as very good plus plus. I would list it as very good. No problem. Uh, it sounds better than the one before it. Um, I don't know what the deal is, if it's a better transfer. It was transferred on, from that first generation to the second generation um, in the 1980s on a Maxwell MX-90 uh, tape, or 120, I guess. I don't know. Metal was the thing. Remember those metal tapes? You had high bias and metal bias? Metal bias was the shit. They were expensive. I mean, I remember I used to love cassette recording. I had a, uh, had a Denon tape deck that did the audio bias adjust auto bias adjustment you could fine-tune it yourself but it would do it automatically uh tweak the bias not just select high bias or metal but like tweak it and um god i loved maxell maxell was my tape brand uh until i got the denon then i went with denon tapes because you know denon and denon they work together but metal tapes i love the maxell metals sony God, kind of in the uh, mid to late 80s, put out a metal tape with a ceramic shell. It was heavy. And you could crank the levels on that thing. Metal tape was really good, is what I'm saying. So this second generation transfer is, is a, seems to be a very good transfer, probably done on excellent equipment with an excellent tape that... Um, is, you know, minimal, minimal loss of information in the generational shift is what I'm saying. Anyway, this is, was put on Dime a Dozen last week, maybe. Maybe earlier this week. I don't remember. I don't remember. But it sounds good. And it's 1971, and it's September 71. So, hey, yippee dippy dip So you're going to enjoy it. I promise. I guarantee it. You're going to look good. Um, it's just a segment of that second source. I guess the second source uh, uh, that this is is fragmentary of its own. But even this new upgrade is missing, I think, 11 minutes off the start or something. It was, it, it's missing. Yeah. It used to be a 40-minute tape the source, but this particular uh, iteration of it is only 28 minutes, 27 seconds, which is 
whole lot of love. The encore break, which we're not going to listen to because it's just two minutes of applause. Then you have the organ solo and thank you. So that's what we're listening to. Not all in one chunk, but this whole lot of love. Jimmy's solos. Jimmy in the medleys. Slide solos. And I don't mean slide solos like the typical Jimmy Page slide solo, which I mean, Jimmy's, you know, a proficient rock and roll slide player in that someone like he or like Joe Walsh or Joe Perry, I guess, is what I go to that kind of level. You can play it in a song, but it's not like they're great. They're not like known for their slide playing in my time of dying doesn't have a great deal of difficult slide playing. It's kind of all based around the kind of chords and notes that the, the most guitar players would use and be comfortable with that that middle open G that's in a standard tuned guitar. You just fuck around with that and you've got something that sounds good. This is not the case. This is Jimmy playing the slide and soloing with the slide in ways that I'd not heard him do before. Or if I did, I don't recall it, or I didn't recognize it at the time. Uh, this is, I mean, I'm not talking like we're moving into Derek Trucks or or Greg Allman territory, territory, but I'm saying we're a lot closer to that than the Joe Perry, Joe Walsh kind of level slide, which there's nothing wrong with. That's good. That's just standard rock and roll. No one's going to rewind that and play that slide solo again kind of thing. Um, whereas this, much higher level. Much higher level playing. I mean, he was playing in 71 like a beast anyways. But he seems to be able to retain that. And he does some slide playing before they go into You Shook Me. It's just, it, it has some effects on it and the wah-wah and stuff. So I was, at first I'm like, is that a slide he's playing? Or is it just the wah giving the slide sound as he bends notes? But no, he went right into You Shook Me, which is slide. So he's playing a slide. That's noteworthy. If you're listening to a Led Zeppelin podcast, it's noteworthy. And if you're not, then it's cool as shit just because it's super awesome and a little different for the medleys. Uh, Rochester, New York, after the um, California run, which was the, oh, God, I can't remember the name of the bootleg, the one with the the boys riding in the Dumbo uh, Disneyland ride. That one few days after that and a couple weeks before they hit the road and go to japan for the legendary 71 japan tour their first foray into asia asia a band which i listened to today at work i just have i've had the weirdest um spotify it fucked up my algorithm you know like when you watch a youtube video of something and then it's like youtube's like oh you must love this shit you love much. You you must love watching Dean Martin roasts from the seventies. Here's seventeen of them in your suggested queue. It's like no, no. I was just watching one because I wanted to see Orson Welles. Um, Spotify does that too, and I've been listening to. I, I I had a compulsion to listen to back in the New York Groove or New York Groove uh, from Ace Frehley, Ace Frehley's solo album back in the New York Groove, and it is just a nice. I'm glad it was a hit for him. It's a nice song. Nothing special about it. Kind of on the same level as uh, Sweet. 
I guess. And I think Sweet did a version of that too, which is maybe why I'm putting them together with that. Um, yeah, nothing crazy. Listen to it. Listen to it a couple times. You know, kind of got through it. And I was like, okay, job done. I went back to it. And then, of course, Spotify is like, oh, you love garbage? We've got garbage. Listen to a whole bunch of this shit that you hate. No, thanks, man. I don't want to listen to that. I don't want to listen to that. You love Kiss now, don't you? No. We went through this already with Cat Stevens. <laughs> Just, I listened to the song once. Uh, doesn't change my taste profile. I wonder if they have an in... I, th- I think Spotify does have, like, an in- incognito button. Like they have, like, uh, like the browsers have when you're like, I'm going to look at something that I don't want anyone to know that I'm looking at. Wink. What would that be? Your portfolio? No, but it starts with P-O-R. Um, I think they do, and and I, I understand why they do that. i gotta, I got to look that up and find it and use it for that reason. So that when I want to listen to, you know, Dolly Parton, and when I listen to a song, I'll listen. If, if it's like, I have to hear this song, it's driving me crazy, I'll listen to it over and over again a couple times, which I, I completely understand why an algorithm or any intelligence, artificial or otherwise, you know, I understand why they would then make the, the conclusion, deduction, that's like, holy shit, you must love the fuck out of Ace Freely, huh? Well, then you must love Kiss, right? And then all that horrible 80s bullshit. What about Vinnie Vincent's Invasion, huh? You love that, you stupid fuck? No! I just wanted to hear Back in the New York Groove. Back in the New York Groove. Cheese. It's a bunch of cheese. Super cheesy song. Wanted to hear it. Is that so wrong? So anyways, now uh, yeah, now Spotify's just... Like when I listened to Jonathan, Jonathan Richmond, I went through a, a little, a big star phase. Because I just, I, I discovered them way late. I was aware of them. But for some reason, I thought Jonathan Richmond and Alex Chilton were the same person. Even though they have different names and are different people. In my mind, they were the same person. So I listen to some Jonathan Richman, and then it's like, oh, you love Jonathan Richman and Big Star, huh? Here's a whole bunch. Then you must love Wilco, right? Listen to Wilco. Listen to it. Listen to it. Christ, you're getting awful aggressive. <sighs> Thank you for listening to my Spotify rant. So, yeah, I was listening to that, and it just gave me a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, which got me to Asia. Sorry. Yeah, this morning, uh, Asia, same thing. I wanted. I didn't like them. I hate that super duper, duper duper, overproduced schlock that the '80s were. The early '80s, when the super groups formed, when everybody hated each other, or just the bands ran out of steam, and didn't have the star power, so they just shuffled everybody around. Like Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Nope. Yes. Nope. King Crimson. Nope. Let's get you from yes, you from Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, and you from King Crimson, and you from. Uh, Yes, and woohoo, Buggles. All right, Buggles, right on. Make a band. And they cranked out. It hits. You know, they described it. I read a... <laughs> I got into Asia even more. Wow, 11 minutes and 30 seconds, huh? You guys don't give a shit. Anyways, I listened to Asia today, read up on them, and was like, oh, I listened to it and said, huh. And, like, the first Asia album was huge. So I played it while at work, and I'm like, yeah, good song. Yeah, good song. Then by like song three, I'm like, okay, I am done. I am done with this. Um, Asia is like going to the food court at the mall. You're like, ooh, Orange Julius. Yay. Oh, I'll have a giant pretzel. Sure. 
What's that? Churros? Yay, that's good. Um, num, num, num. Oh, my tummy. That's what happened. I was like, um, num, 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 num. Yay, it's really. Yay, Asia. Okay, I'm good for a while. We're going to listen to something nice and clean. Like uh, Joni Mitchell, Bob Dylan. Just pure. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening again. Let's listen to that whole lot of love, shall we? I don't think it's the whole thing. I think it's uh, a segment. But, oh boy, it is good. It is 11 minutes, 45 seconds of pure audio bliss. And I hope you like it. I really do, because it really, really made me happy. Again, January, no, September 11th, 1971. I always have to like put extra effort into saying the proper year because September 11th then of course we all know at least you know what we want to say September 11th 2001 worst day everybody's like oh Jesus I remember that day nope this is 30 years before that at a Led Zeppelin concert it was a good time everybody had ice cream afterwards smoked doobies called in sick from work the next day and a few of you got laid all right enjoy whole lot of love Yeah. 
That was so good. And and I always love it. I've said this many times. I love it. I love it after the medleys when the band, especially in 1970, 71, 72, were into it, were in sync. When the, 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 the audience and the, the musicians were almost the same age. 73, it got too big for that, that mystical communion at that level uh, of the ocean. But to hear the people who are just following mouths open at everything these guys are pulling out, all the stops that are getting pulled out, and then to have them go back into Whole Lot of Love and hear the roar of the audience as they realize that, oh, this is still Whole Lot of Love. All that was just the creamy filling of this delicious Whole Lot of Love Oreo. Oh, my God. And and it potentiates the enjoyment of both the medleys and whole lot of love itself because then it becomes dude they play a whole lot of love and it was like an hour long easily an hour long because they played it and then they played every other song they played all of sergeant pepper they played miles davis kind of blue which you didn't think they could do because nobody plays horns but they pulled it off and then they played some uriah heap and then they played all of Woodstock, the, the the festival, not the song. And then they played Dark Side of the Moon, which wasn't even out yet, dude. Um, those stories that you see in the YouTube comments of people. But that it happens because, you know, you're just a whole lot of love. Yay. And then they go off into those other stuff and they go a whole lot of love back again. Holy shit. You don't know how long it's been, but you've been having fun. You've been in a, in a state of euphoria which then brings you ever closer to the experience of eternity. So it seems like a very long time, even though it was, you know, this segment was what, 11 minutes, 17 minutes, 13 minutes, something like that. You know, not long for a whole lot of love. And it just started in the middle of Mess of the Blues. So you know that there's at least five minutes before that. I don't know. It's neat. I love how they bring that back. And I love the effect that it has on the audience and how it just gives a bounce. And it's like a double bounce, like on a trampoline. That double bounce gets you higher. The double bounce of jumping back in to the song instead of just playing a bunch of medleys. Like, and now we're going to play a rock and roll medley. Um, no. This is a whole lot of love. And then instead of the weird, or in addition to the weird freakout section, you have, you know, you have 10, 15, 20 minutes of every other song in the universe being whipped out. Um, and then back in a whole lot of love, it's so, it's so good. It's so good. I, I missed that. It made me sad when in 1975 they would just do Whole Lot of Love and then into Black Dog. It's like, don't don't pay homage to the song. If you've outgrown Whole Lot of Love, which is understandable, don't do it. You have a million other tunes. You don't need to harken back to it. If you want to harken back to the first album, do Communication Breakdown, which they did and carried that on wonderfully. All right. I am full of opinions today, y'all. <sighs> I liked that. I hope you liked it too. And the sound is good. So, you know, I have not spliced it with the old recording or anything. I'm not, I'm not gonna. And, uh, so you guys can download this. You'll be able to download this. I might as well do this now. Um, you can go to heartofmarkness.com and this recording, which I got off a dime a dozen will be made available to you. It's just these, you know, like I said before, it's what I read earlier, whole lot of love, audience noise, organ solo, and thank you. That's it. 
but it's better than what's out there. So if you want to grab it and then either keep it for yourself as is, or just go into audacity or whatever and drop it and splice it with your existing recording to make something a little better. That's what I would uh, encourage you to do. I think that's what I will do at some point, but I didn't do it yet. So you're getting just this little bit and that's how it is. All right. Oh yes. Heartofmarkness.com. Well, I might as well do the rest of the spiel. That's where you can go. That's where I, I post the shows where you can download the whole shows that I take uh, selections from. That's where you get that. That is wonderful. Um, Facebook and Twitter. I'm on Heart of Markness. Please follow me. I'll follow you back. Twitter especially. I'm way. I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm hardly on Facebook because it's just gotten so bad. Um, but my Facebook group is awesome. A couple hundred really, really nice people hang out. You can talk classic rock. It's the kind of place where you can drop in and ask a question. Hey, how come Jimmy da, 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 da. Or, Hey, did Jimmy play cashmere with a Les Paul at Earl's court? People will be like, no, or just other stuff. It's a great place. If you like the music and you're listening to this and you're like it enough to consider, Oh, I should join that group, join that group. There's good people. And you can't say that about the internet, about everywhere on the internet. This that's an asshole free zone. I have not encountered anybody being a dick. I haven't encountered anybody being just that kind of obnoxious when people all like the same thing and you start arguing about minutia. Uh there's not that that kind of secular um no not secular, sectarian uh nonsense. It's really cool. I'm 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 really proud. I can't take any credit for it other than making the group when I like well, this is what you do when you start a podcast. Um I'm an absentee landlord most of the time. I drop in, I answer questions, I say hey to new people, uh drop the podcasts. But um it, it's 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 a testament to the the quality of character of the Heart of Markness podcast listener, I guess is what I'm saying. And on Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter. That's a good one. Uh, YouTube. I also put this out on YouTube. Did I put out the last one on YouTube? Yes, I did. Uh, so you can listen to it on YouTube if you want. It's just, it's just the audio with a heart of Markness logo playing, but it's there. And da, 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 da. Oh yeah. Patreon. If you feel like supporting the podcast and you have a mind to, you can go to patreon.com slash heart of Markness and see if there's something there for you. You can also click the Patreon button on heartofmarkness.com if and you want. It's a free podcast and it will always remain free. Although certain of my patrons at a certain tier get their own podcast every month just for them. And it tends to be, um, caveat emptor, tends to be more esoteric stuff. Because I figure if you're throwing down money for a Led Zeppelin podcast that you're a serious Led Zeppelin fan or a friend of mine. <laughs> or both, uh, and therefore uh, might appreciate some of some rare stuff. You can you, you can go to Patreon and see the topics of, of the patron episodes. You can't access them themselves, but you can see what they're about and see if there's something there that interests you, if and you like. And one of the neat things is, unless you tell me not to, I will read your name. So a Laurel and Hardy handshake go out to the current Titans upon whose shoulders rests this humble podcast. So thank you to Jeff from Canada, Glenn, Stephen, George, B, 
Big Ed, Kenny, John from West Footscray, Picard, Knegern, Chris, Rob from Melbourne, Australia, Wayne, Brad, Danielle, who I haven't spoken to in entirely too long. I should reach out to you. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Tracy. You too. Holy shit. I have people to reconnect with. David, bless you for making that spreadsheet. This man, David, there was an other David at one point, but no longer. Um, Godspeed to him. David made me a spreadsheet of the shows that I had done. So I can just update it every week like a good person, which I haven't, although I have updated like maybe 10. Um, but I, So I can look and go, hey, have I done this show already? Because it's been years and hundreds of podcasts, and it's real easy. And I have done it before with like, hey, everybody, finally we got to Vienna 73, and people are like, you've done a two-parter on it already. I go, well, I did it again, middle fingers. Um, so thank you, David. That keeps me from, from making those mistakes and keeping things fresh. Bless your heart. Bonzo Billy, bless your heart too. And of course, Mimo, my friend, how are you? Ah, I love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting me, supporting the podcast. It means the world to me and it really helps out. Thank you, friends. All right. This is a chatty Kathy episode for sure. Holy shit. Yes, it is. I'm sorry. I'm not even, uh, not even stoned. I got home from work and, uh, just did this real quick because I want to get this out of the way and I wanted to be, I wanted to make all my opinions known cogently. All right. Now we're going to finish up. Thank you for bearing with me. And we are going to listen to the encore, at least the first encore, which is Jonesy's organ solo moving into thank you. The tracks are split on the record on the CD on the recording, but um, I merged them back together because there's no need to have a break between them. So, the organ solo and thank you, September eleventh, nineteen seventy-one. Listen, 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 Jonesy going ham.
Thank <laughs> you.
Nice quiet ending with that. They let it go nice and quiet. They don't come back with a bum 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 bum. Nope. They just let it go nice and quiet. Light and shade. Most dynamic band that I'm aware of. Good stuff. Hope you liked it. Hope you liked it. I don't know what I'm going to do next week. I'm open to suggestions. You can reach me at mark at heartofmarkness.com if there's something you want to hear. Not saying I'll do it, but I will put it in my noodle so uh as a possibility i'll put it in the old uh rolling cage ball cage with the crank on it that you put the bingo things in and roll 
So you got a chance. All right, friendos, I am gone all weekend this week. So there will probably not be a classic rock this weekend, but there might be one early in the week. I, I notice I've been starting to do that. So maybe there'll be a classic rock podcast this weekend, which is a, usually a non-Led Zeppelin artist. Usually a Mike Millard recording that I do. Last week it was Joe Walsh, 1981. Good show. Take a look or listen if you're interested. Otherwise, I will be back next Thursday with more zzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzz